Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Wonky Cast. On this week's show, we're talking to Milo Cawthorn, the uh, star of Deathgasm, Power Rangers RPM, and much more. If you haven't yet watched Deathgasm, then you can catch that on Amazon Prime, Google Play, and all manner of other streaming services, or it's available in your local supermarket. Just as a quick update on conventions before then, uh, we've got a couple of cons coming up that we're going to be in attendance at, the Sci-Fi Weekender. Uh, on the last weekend of March, first weekend of April, uh, we're going to be there doing panels and interviews and recording a live show for Nerd vs. World. We're also going to be at Wales Comic Con the week after, covering that event. And then of course we've got MCM coming up once again in May, so hopefully we'll see all of you there. In the meanwhile, enjoy! Okay, I, I guess, yeah, welcome, sir, and thank you for giving up your time to have a chat. Thanks for having me. Um, so, I, I guess first thing uh, I want to talk about is, is, is Deathgasm, because that's kind of how I, how I heard about you in the first place. Yeah. Was, uh, weirdly, it was my uh, co-host on, on our other show, Nerd vs. World, had spotted uh-huh. it next to uh, an- another DVD, I think, in Tesco's, and I posted a picture, because it was the, the juxtaposition of it and another film he found amusing. And then, <laughs> and then I kind of got a hold of the film and watched it, and, and totally loved it. I mean, can you tell me a bit about the story of kind of, you know, give me a potty uh, synopsis of the of the film. So, oh, you want a synopsis of the film? Okay. Yeah. Deathgasm is Bill and Ted on meth uh, with Slayer. <laughs> um, it's about two metalheads in small town New Zealand, and they accidentally open up a portal to the underworld and summon these demons, and they kind of have to work together. Through the brotherhood, through the brotherhood, brotherhood of steel, metal, <laughs> metal, to um, to work out how to fix it. Everyone's everyone in, in town is turning into demons, and um, there's a girl that that my character is in love with, and, and she kind of comes to the rescue and, and helps us out. And what ha- what happens in the end? I kind of I kind of stand up for myself because I'm a bit of a wimp. And then uh, we managed to kill all the demons, and it's all good. Nice, yeah. I I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I I kind of saw it as kind of e- Evil Dead meets kind of early Peter Jackson stuff. I thought it was. Yeah, uh, yeah, totally, totally. It was it was um, that kind of vibe from the film. Yeah, it was. It was, and it was um, it was almost like <laughs> uh, a little bit of a life story of the director. Like he grew up in a small town in Nelson in New Zealand, and he was the only kid who loved metal, and he met this older kid who was like kind of intense, but they were both into metal. And, and so, yeah, it was kind of based on his experiences apart from maybe the demons uh, <laughs> really? when he was growing up. <laughs> it seems so plausible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that was, that was a, he entered that in a competition um, in New Zealand, sponsored by the New Zealand Film Commission. And he entered like two or three other ideas, but that was the one that got picked. And yeah, he was, he, he was so in that world, like he is a metalhead, and like I say, he grew up in, in a small town, and so he was he was great to work with. But the shoot was super, super fast. Oh, it, was oh, like super it, fast. it looked like it was a lot of fun, though. 
Yeah, well, I imagine you having a I, lot of fun filming that and just like buckets of gore and <clears throat> particular the, scenes with uh, assaulting demons with sex toys. <laughs> that was super fun, man. That was an awesome little little thing to shoot. But like a lot of the gore stuff, we I remember we we would have like one or two takes at it because it was it was so low budget that they'd be like, well, if this doesn't work, we're just gonna have to fix it in post. And so <laughs> I remember one time where they they pressurized this bloodline and they i think they had over they, they, had, they had overdone it basically and so when they shot it off it like sprayed up over the walls of the set and then like onto all this like camera gear and so like people had to stay behind for like three hours afterwards like cleaning blood off this wow. camera gear before they returned it to the <laughs> rental place <laughs> oh god <laughs> so yeah uh, so you said it was a quick shoot i mean how, how long did it take to pull that one together <laughs> I can't remember, eh? It was fast, man. It felt like maybe three weeks. Okay. Maybe 20, 21 days? Dude. Yeah, some, maybe 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 less, maybe, maybe 15, 16 days. Mm. Yeah, I just remember it being like, just remember being like, wow, this yeah. is this is super fast, man. It was, it was, yeah, it was cool. Now, I mean, are, are you into metal yourself? I went through a Metallica stage when I was uh, maybe about all... 13 or 14. <laughs> we all, we we've all... all been there. We've all been there. Yeah, me and my friends are pretty into it, and I saw them play live when they came over for like the big day out. But I've never really been the biggest metalhead. I'm, uh, I have, I have um, annoying pop sensibilities, so I need like a four to the floor and some kind of gimmicky hook to right. get me in. Fair uh, how, about, how about yourself? Are you a metalhead? Um, not really. I mean, I, I used to be a DJ and I used to do a lot of metal nights. So mm. I, I had mm. to kind of know about it and play it all, but was yeah, never right. really necessarily into it. So people would come yeah, up and go, oh, have you got the new Cannibal Corpse? I'd be like, uh, yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> really? Uh, then I'd go home and I'd be listening to stuff like Bjork and Our Lady Peace and stuff like that. <laughs> people had this <laughs> complete different version of me from what I, what I was in a nightclub. <laughs> amazing so yeah very very odd um so uh, yeah so th then you, you've kind of you've gone over to the states and done some stuff over there but predominantly huh. you were in ash versus evil dead that's right yeah that was um that was actually filmed in new zealand in west auckland all oh, right okay. uh, and uh they've shot they've shot both the series over here and that was cool man that was like i was i wasn't on there for very long i was on there for like a couple of days mm. but that was yeah, that was really cool to be on on a show like of that size and with the history that that, that um, character has and that that world has. That was really fun. I was going to say, I mean, I how had... how did that compare to doing the kind of Deathgasm versus doing <laughs> yeah. Evil Dead? Because I mean, Deathgasm feels very much like a kind of love letter to stuff like Evil Dead. So, totally interested in in what the kind of the filming experience was like, how it differed. Um, Deathgasm was like if I'm going across, if I'm going. From London to Manchester, Deathgasm was like riding a bicycle, and Ashbury's Evil Dead was like taking a business class flight. Right. Uh, it was like, like you, had a, you had a caravan and stuff, and it was like super nice. And uh, Bruce Campbell would come in, and he was really lovely. He was a lovely guy, but <laughs> one day he was he was convinced that we were kind of going too slow, so he just like he just like shouted at us. He shouted like, "Go!" Oh come on, guys! You have to take too fucking long, man. And everyone was like, "Whoa, shit!" Bruce Campbell <laughs> shouting at us, man. This is crazy. Uh, you do not want to mess with Bruce Campbell. <laughs> <laughs> totally, man. But uh, he was actually really lovely. He like he like threw parties. Like the one of the um, makeup women was having a birthday party, and he, he like put on this whole shindig and like sang at at the party and stuff. It was amazing. Uh, but yeah, no, that was 
it was crazy. It was just a massive machine to be involved in, you know, mm. but it was really fun. Uh, so to, to just go back to the, you moved to LA for a while and did some filming over there. Um, I mean, how is it kind of uprooting and, and, and moving to another country and, and doing all the filming? How, how, how is that? It was super hard. Eh? We, I did, I went um, with two, with friends. Like I, so I'd worked with Eddie Gazelian and Madeline Paxson, the writer and director of Blood Punch that on Power Rangers and Liv and Ari were, were in Power Rangers. And so we all moved over me, Liv and Ari moved over together to do Blood Punch and then we stayed with Eddie and Maddie. So that was that was amazing because we were like and we were immediately connected to like a little community there with people we knew. But yeah, LA was LA um, was much <laughs> much bigger. It's kinda of, kind of like Auckland actually. Auckland is a big city spread out but connected by houses and motorways, and that's kinda of like LA as well. Um, but it was just such a such a huge step up in terms of like the amount of actors, the amount of projects, and barriers to entry, like you know, um, yeah. So that was that was a that was a massive thing. But like, uh, we yeah we lived there for two years after filming Blood Punch, and it, it's a really it's a really cool city once you can hook into like a little group of people mm. and you get on. That was cool. Now you mentioned Blood Punch there. That's I mean, tell me a bit about that one because that is is that more of a serious horror I thought than than Deathgasm. I guess yeah. It, it, I don't know. Neither, both movies don't take themselves too seriously. I guess Blood Punch is a little less um, in your face with its humour. Mm. It's more mm. of like a dark. It's like a black comedy. Um, but yeah, I, I, I definitely like the fact that Blood Punch it could take itself much more seriously, and I really like that it doesn't because I it uh, it always makes movies hard if they if they take themselves too serious. I don't like movies that do that. Yeah, I was going to say. I mean, do, do you th- do you think it's it's it, it's easier to do more of the kind of comedy horror thing than try and do a straight up serious horror these days? I think definitely. Yeah, I think definitely because there's so much horror out there that it has to be a little bit. I, I feel like it really helps it to be a little bit tongue in cheek. Mm. Uh, but yeah, like you say, it's probably easier to make one of those films than like a serious straight up we're going to scare the shit out of you because yeah. that's harsh. Yeah, hard. yeah, cuz I, mean, I think you, you everything has been has been done really, hasn't it? You know, you you've, you've gone <laughs> down the more more and more shocking roads over the years with with movies yeah. and I think it's difficult for someone to come up with an idea that is genuinely shocking or genuinely disturbing <laughs> or whatever these days cuz audiences now are just like, "Meh, whatever." <laughs> yeah, seen it, been there, done that. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Uh, and again, you mentioned Power Rangers there. Now, this isn't a version of Power Rangers that I've come across. So, what what was the deal with Power Rangers RPM? Power Rangers RPM, they called in. It was Disney's last season, and Disney had been losing money on it for a while, I think, and they were pretty sick of it. And they said, "Right, we'll get someone in, and we want to age it up a bit. Try that." And so Eddie got the job as producer and head writer. And they flew him over here, and him and Maddie came because him and Maddie had been writing children's television for a long time, and so they got the gig. And he was really excited about trying to age it up a bit and trying to make it a little more palatable for people over the age of like eight. And so we were all pretty, we were all pretty um, excited to be on board because the Power Rangers that we knew from when I was a kid, it was all like it was super silly, and mm-hmm. RPM still pretty silly, but uh, slightly less so. And so that was really awesome. That was a really cool group of actors. Um, Australians and Kiwis, and it was just like, yeah, that was that was a great, great time. Eh? That was a fucking awesome, awesome experience. Yeah. 
Cool. Um, do, do you kind of do people ask you a lot about that? I mean, because Power Rangers was such a huge brand that you know it, it's so ingrained in our culture. I think from kind of the mid '90s onwards, it, it's uh, yeah. kind of a, a cultural phenomenon. So, do, do, yeah. do do people ask you about that a lot? The funny thing is, the show was banned in New Zealand in the mid '90s. Um, because kids were going into schools yeah. uh, and just being like, yo, I'm a red power ranger. And they're just smacking their kid, their friend or their enemy in the face. And so there was a bunch of parents that banded together and like stopped it being on air. So people in New Zealand don't ask me about that. But when people find out that I've been in power rangers, they think back to the original series and they don't realize that there's been like <laughs> a series every year since yeah. then. <laughs> yeah. And so they're like, well, I don't remember you from, you can't be that old to be like, you weren't a power ranger dude. <clears throat> that's mainly the reaction i get mm. um but yeah no it's weird because it's filmed over here it's been filmed over here since like 2001 mm. and no one no one really knows that no is, is it really still wants. banned it's still banned yeah that's uh, i find that incredibly weird in, in this day and age that, that that's that that's still an issue i know it's well I, I mean i'm not sure if it's banned but maybe since the ban they just haven't asked for it back i don't know it is weird yeah. though but it hasn't played on it hasn't played over here yes in a long time, like twenty years. Wow, that's that's crazy. Because mm. I, yeah. I mean, I, I'd have thought. I mean, generally speaking, when films are banned for me or something like that, I'll always make a point of going out and trying to watch it anyway, just to see what all the fuss <laughs> is about. You know, <laughs> it's that it's kind true. of mentality. So <laughs> I'd have figured that you know people would have gone, "It's banned." Oh God, we're going to watch this. It looks it's going to be awesome. Yeah, I know it's weird because I I remember watching it as a kid, and then suddenly it wasn't there, and I was like, "Oh well, move on to Dragon Ball Z or whatever." Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you ever did you ever kind of think you know oh, hey power rangers that's all awesome. i want to do that yeah i remember i auditioned the, i i only auditioned twice the first one when i was, when I was a bit younger and i was like ah power rangers i remember that that'd be cool and then like yeah it was pretty surreal to be oh the thing they don't tell you about power rangers is whenever you're in the spandex you have to wear a g-string to okay. stop any and you because you can't wear normal underpants because yeah, yeah. they're with a visible panty line yeah and so when they handed me the g-string i was like what uh, what's this <laughs> what, do you, like, what do you want me to do with this <laughs> <laughs> and so it was super uncomfortable and i was like well this this isn't how i imagined it at all when i was i don't imagine having to put on a g-string to get into this suit uh but yeah wow, <laughs> it was, memories. Apart, apart, apart from that it was a dream come true yeah <laughs> awesome so what sort of stuff have you got in the pipeline at the moment because I, I i see that you're doing a, a lot more theater now these days as well yeah last year was was uh no one more surprised than me but it was a big a big year for theater for me i did a couple of like first time it was the first time they'd been produced these plays <clears throat> one was like a modern day uh play but it was all told in iambic pentameter and shakespeare's verse okay and then the other one was like um a millennial sex farce. Okay. I think that's I think that's the tagline. Um, but that was super fun, man. That was super. Well, <laughs> apart from the opening night of the millennial sex farce, it dealt with like there was a little bit of bisexual <laughs> activity in there. It was a comedy. It was like to total comedy. And the first night, like the preview night, so we're like all the actors. There's only three of us, and we we're a bit nervous, like about the whole thing. We're like, man, this could this people might not find this funny. We get down there the first night and the audience is pretty good. There's one guy like in the front and he's kind of mumbling to his to his wife, his partner. And we're like, oh, that's, that's fine. He's drunk. It's Friday. Go for it. And the play continues. And we're about 10 minutes in and like it's a small theater. And I have to sit down with my back facing the audience. And I'm quite close to the audience. And when I sit down, I can hear him like lean over to his wife. And he just goes, 
this play is shit. <laughs> I, was like, oh, I was like, man, this, okay, this isn't going well. All right. But, and then I was like, no, studios, we'll just power through. It's all good. And so we keep going. And <laughs> about not another 20 minutes in, him and his wife get up. They've had enough and they, they leave. But to leave, they have to like walk across. They have to like jump on the stage because the theater is so small. Walk across the stage in front of me and out the door that we come in as characters. And so I'm like, wow, that was bad. Okay, but they're gone now. That's fine. I can, I, fine. I start getting back into it. Two more people walk out and I'm like, oh man, this is really, this is bad. But then they leave and I'm like, good. That's the end of it. I can get, we can refocus. Okay, good, fine. And so I start going on with the scene and the door opens again and it's the first guy it's the guy who said this place shit and he's forgotten his jacket and so he back across the stage pick his and he does it quite slowly he like picks, picks his jacket up and then walks back out and then out the door of the theater and that was, was awkward was like, dude it was, it was horrible eh? it was horrible and then after that we like pretty much sold out. Like we had a really good season. No one else walked out. So I don't know. Those four people really didn't, they didn't vibe with it. Well, it wasn't that, that was kind a, of thing clearly. <laughs> it's a horrible way to start the season. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, apart from that, there's, a, there's another feature film called um, Mega Time Squad, which is like, um, <clears throat> it's set in small town New Zealand. And this guy finds this magical bracelet where he, it's kind of like uh, Groundhog Day. Mm-hmm. So he could, he can kind of, or multiplicity, <laughs> you know that? Yeah, yeah, that the, the uh, Michael Keaton one. Michael Keaton, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so he can go back, but every time he goes back in time, it creates a clone of himself, and he's trying to outrun the local mafia. That's like a, that's going to be a strange, weird comedy. Um, that should be coming out like late this year, I think. I think it's being edited right now. Okay. Um, apart from that, it's chill. I'm doing a play at the end of this year. I'm going over to um, Kentucky for a Power Rangers convention. Oh, awesome. the first. That'll be weird. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we, we, which do you prefer? Do you prefer doing stage or, or screen? Uh, the stage, the the, the, the the immediacy of the feedback on the stage is really nice. Eh? Yeah. And uh, you got your days free. Once the, once the play's on, mm. you can sleep until 3 p.m. Yeah. It's nice. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> as long as you don't have matinees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly madness god so yeah i don't know i mean this if a good a, a good piece of theater is about as as good as you can get i think mm. there's nothing quite like that so yeah but then bad theater is really really terrible oh yeah yeah so, no, i've uh, seen no, some yeah. appalling theater in my time <laughs> <laughs> me too it's, it's, but it's all, once it gets below a certain level it almost becomes fun again yeah absolutely know? it's like that's so bad it's good <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's got to be a graph for that somewhere. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll look that up. <laughs> so yeah, so you say you're doing convention appearances. Do you, do you ever get over to the UK for conventions? I haven't I haven't been invited, uh, but I would. I haven't I haven't auntie that lives in Brixton. All right. So I've, I've been around Brixton a little bit, and I I like I like Brixton. I like London. Um, but no, I'd love to I'd love to go to a convention in London. MCM's a good one, so you should, mm-hmm. you should definitely hook, hook them. But we, we tend to go and do a lot of coverage at the MCM ones, and they're they're an awesome con. Yeah, cool man. Yeah, I've never really been to a, I don't, no, I've never been to a, a convention. So this is gonna be my first time. It's gonna right, be okay. Yeah, what, enjoy it. They're, they're good fun. Got any advice? Um, 
Yeah, not not really. Just just be prepared for for, for weird questions, I guess. Because uh, <laughs> when, when when you meet fans at conventions, they know a hell of a lot more than you do. Dude, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, I should probably watch some other Rangers seasons so I can actually converse with these because I'm sure they would know much more about everything than I would. That they generally they have like encyclopedic knowledge of stuff, and and and, and you'll say something and they'll be like, no, no, that's that's totally not what you said in that scene. You did this. <laughs> amazing so yeah just, yeah just just be prepared for that i would say but uh, yeah enjoy it man conventions are awesome yeah cool man yeah i'm excited eh? it's gonna be sick cool um so yeah i, I guess we, we shall wrap it up there sir thank you very awesome. much for your time uh, thanks for having me man this was nice this was chill well if you do make it over to the uk for a convention give me a shout i'll likely be there sir <laughs> i will i'll just start calling out spindles yeah yeah <laughs> indeed yeah oh you'll see me wandering around i'm, I'm always quite visible <laughs> I don't have a big Marvel bandana on, so people are like, oh, there he is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome, man. Yeah, thank you. This is, this is cool. Big fucking gun!